0: Let's play a theme song guys. Yeah. Uh-huh,
1: you know what it is. Memicano,
0: namicano, namicano, namicano. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know what it is. Memicano, namicano, namicano, namicano. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know what it is. Everything we do, we do it big. Yeah. Uh-huh, Screaming and nothing when I start off the mic. That's something Ripping my show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dynamic Panel. My name is Joseph, and I'll be your host and spiritual guide through the most important news stories of the week. With me, of course, is a man that's funnier than Bernie Mac singing Return of the Mac. He's comedian David Allen Freitas.
2: Hey, what's up, you guys?
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, you, what's you don't up? have to try to do a Bernie Mac impression if you can't do it.
2: Oh, no, what are you talking about? I, I don't do Bernie Mac impression at all. <laughs>
0: all right, we'll just leave it on at that. And we also have a man whose favorite cologne scent is pumpkin spice. Mark Mangare is here. Hey, I
3: just usually pour the entire pumpkin spice on me.
0: Just a latte. Slow
3: the, the latte, yeah.
4: we you- hardcore judging you right now. <laughs> Are
2: you so excited that pumpkin spice is back, Mark?
3: I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for PSL week. I'm ready for PSL month. Let's, let's do it. It's a PSL decade for for Mark. <laughs> and as-
2: as the resident comedian, I'm taking a couple of steps back. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. That is one of uh, one of the legend comics, in my uh, in my opinion. I do gotta I do
0: gotta pay the respect. So,
3: is not he the socialist? Oh no, different guy.
0: <laughs> That's uh that might be Bernie Sanders. Nice. But anyway, uh, we have a very special guest for today's show. He ran for U.S. Congress last year for Florida's third congressional district and got 167,000 votes. Let's welcome Adam Christensen. Hello, Adam. We are so excited to have you on the show. Uh, We're we're big fans of your policies. I was looking through your website. You had stuff like UBI, uh, Medicare for All, legalizing weed—all great stuff. But of course, we're Californians, and you don't need to convince us. What's it like (laughs) running, you know, like these progressive policies in a more conservative part of the country, like uh, like Central Florida, where you ran?
4: It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> it's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's no different. the The difference is how you frame it to normal people. So, like when I talk about UBI or I talk about Medicare for all, I sound like a Republican. I mean, I'm talking about middlemen and insurance companies and how everybody hates insurance companies. You take the parts that you know people agree with you on, and you're able to basically use whatever policy you want. To be able to show this will affect your life, this is good for you. This is what you should want. And there's no reason to water down your policies, no matter where you run. Because if you water down your policies, everybody sees right through you anyway. Nobody's going to respect you. Nobody's going to vote for you. So why would you do that?
0: So did you? Uh, were you able to convince people that were, you know, typically voting for Republicans their whole life? Would you? Would you, The way that you communicate your policies, were you able to convince them to to vote for you in Florida?
4: Yeah. I mean, so I got actually uh, I got twice as much Republican support as any other Democrat has ever gotten in this district. Uh, and I also got the most crossover support of anybody as well. And like I said, a lot of that is because they may not agree with me. They may not even like me, but they respect the fact that I actually stand for something and I can actually explain it in a way that they understand. So, how um, well,
0: how's that, that conversation start? Like, uh, I'm a typical Republican voter and then I meet you. Uh, like, how, how do
4: you sway me? I mean, I mean, the way I, I mean, the way I would start a conversation is, I mean, you, you, you fucking hate insurance companies, right? (laughs) Everybody hates insurance companies. They're middlemen. They're taking 30% of everything you pay for healthcare and you're getting nothing for it. And they're making everything more expensive. Why should we even have insurance companies that are taking your money? I don't understand. And they're like, you know what? I don't like insurance companies either. And then you can go on from there. But you find the point that people agree with, you find the thing that makes them angry or mad and then you turn it in a direction that's actually you know useful. Now, if I had just gotten up there and said, well, I want to give you healthcare," Well, I'm now, I'm now I'm a socialist because I'm not actually talking about anything. I'm not actually giving people things that they can focus on or enemies for them to focus on insurance companies. I'm just saying, well, I want to give you stuff. Well, I don't trust that somebody has to lose something. And at least in a conservative's mind point, it's I get something because somebody else loses something for a lot of them. And. When you connect those dots, they're like, okay, I get it. I could actually get behind them. This is a
0: very effective message, but like that it involves like you just talking to people one-on-one and that's kind of hard to like, you know, get enough voters that way. Or was it go to like big groups of people and then you, you
4: just address their concerns? Because I think people just want to be heard that way, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it becomes a question of, you know, how effective can you be, right? I mean, you can have the same conversation with a hundred different people and convince them all. And it will take two months or you can actually mass produce kind of the marketing and the branding and stuff and hit 20,000 people and maybe convince half of them that didn't think so before. And it's a question of how you spend your resources and your time. And that's the problem right now with Democrats is we are more willing to take the least efficient and least effective route to convince anyone of anything than to actually do the basic marketing that anybody else would do in the world and be able to convince lots of people to at least come halfway. And that's kind of the way that I think is more efficient and effective is if we spend money in efficient, effective ways, we can actually convince more people than if we're just doing one-on-one conversations.
0: Yeah. And you you were in a really interesting situation because you ran during a worldwide pandemic where everyone had to stay at home. Did that change how you marketed yourself or like how you got your message out there?
4: Oh, yeah. No. So, I mean, when we first started, there was no pandemic. And it was like, all right, we're going to run a traditional campaign. And then within a month and a half, we couldn't do that anymore. And so what that forced us to do was actually, you know, build our social media infrastructure, build like our our Twitter following, build our Facebook following. So that by the end of the campaign, we have the largest Twitter and and Facebook following of any of the candidates. And anything that we wanted to say, we could actually get it out there. They couldn't.
0: And do you think that's part of that is, is is your youth? Like You're willing to like go into the, uh, new media? Because you're, you're a
4: relatively young guy. I think you're the youngest guy that ran for Congress last year. Is that right? Yeah, I was the youngest nominee in the country on the Democratic side.
2: You are currently yeah. 14 years old. Is that correct?
4: That is correct. 13 <laughs> and <laughs> a half. But it's it's right a Dookie yeah. Hauser situation. Yeah. Your, TikTok,
2: your TikTok is blowing up, as they say.
4: TikTok, so i don't know that reference no i'm just that's kidding to this point <laughs> it's is adaptability right that's to actually not
2: even what they that's not even what kids say i don't think i said like, anymore i think so that's I like a 90s nine, Yeah, nine, i'm like nine, 31 nine. years old i have no idea
4: <laughs> it, it's like you have a lot of people that they're not willing to adapt to anything in any situation you don't yeah, have before choice. you start re- we, re- we started recording you said like uh
0: political cons- consultants basically force their, their, their candidates to to get TV commercials, even though like no one in our generation actually watches TV anymore.
4: Yeah. It's money. I mean, that's the, I think that's one of the biggest things I realized, uh, halfway through it was it's a business. Politics is a business and the people that run that business are consultants where basically a campaign brings them in. They say, what should we do? And Oh, by the way, we're going to pay you four or five grand a month to tell us what to do. And that consultant then steers them towards the most profitable things that they can possibly do for the consultants, not what generates votes. So TV ads, the consultants that make those buys, they get 15% off the top immediately. It's one of the most, it's one of the biggest rackets I've ever seen. When why do candidates keep falling for this too? They don't know. Could. They have no idea. Most of these candidates are first time candidates. They've never done this before. They've been told, oh, well, this is how you do it. These are the people you need to talk to. And those people are able to literally run a cycle of predatory behavior against these candidates and turn out money. It's it's a money-making scheme.
0: Yeah, it's like a, like a Ponzi scheme, but like that affects their entire government. It's also uh, the
4: reason why you see so many crappy TV commercials. It's also the reason why you <laughs> see all these insane things like, I'm going to shoot a sniper rifle at a... a, a a barrel of oil exploded and that's going to be my commercial because I'm blowing up socialism. Like that's why you have these kind of things happening. Uh so I, I
0: don't want to like step on any feathers, Adam, but you lost the election. Oh. I'm so, I'm sure. sorry. Yeah. Swear alert if you if you
2: Oh know. dang Joseph, how dare you? Got me.
0: <laughs> In case anyone anyone didn't know this, but Spoilers. I was doing some re- I was doing some research and it turns out that your your opponent uh Kat Kamik, who's the congressman for the 3rd district now. Uh, she okay. spent like a million dollars more than you on according to this website oh. this random website that I went to. If, if the numbers are wrong then someone could correct me. But like yeah, uh, Joseph, Joseph
2: how how much how many dollars of that million were uh, cameos?
0: <laughs> cameos? Like Cameo- just,
2: yeah, cameo.com, yeah where you can hire a uh, celebrity to, you know. I'm just I'm just running my own statistics here. She wasn't the one that did that in that race. There was a guy
4: <laughs> named Judson Sapp uh, son of a uh, train guy, basically a robber baron who paid a bunch of professional wrestlers. Had Roger Stone. Had all these other people that threw <laughs> Why, down. This really
0: happened. A real who's who. It yeah. really
4: happened.
2: I'm so glad I asked this facetious <laughs> question because
4: because <laughs> you get such.
2: Actual funny uh, content. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Guys. Yeah,
0: sorry. But, but like, what, what was it like running against someone with way more money than you? And was that intimidating? Did, did you feel like you're out of hope at some point of your campaign? Like, what was that like?
4: Well, I mean, we started out with a severe handicap. So it's a plus nine Republican district, which means mm-hmm. we're supposed to lose by 14, 15%, like right off the bat, without with nothing else changing, we're supposed to lose by 14, 15%. Um, and that's regardless of the money situation. Uh, so, no, honestly, like I wasn't worried or scared about her, her money advantage to begin with, uh, number one, because it was going to be tough no matter what. But then also just because, you know, the content that she put out, her messaging in general, it she literally did worse than any other Republican nominee could have done in that in, in, in our district, in our race. And we did better than almost every other Democratic uh, candidate in the entire state of Florida did by their margins, so we were one of the only candidates from two years ago that actually improved on what uh, what the numbers were as opposed to basically everybody else that did way worse with way more money. So I actually raised almost ten times the amount of money that the person who ran before us two years prior did. So I raised about two hundred and fifty thousand. They raised twenty five. So no name candidate, brand new, youngest in the country, we did very, very well. Um, for and that's you know, all from what we were s- small
0: donations, right? Like not, not from like packs or anything. That's all. Like, yeah. People.
4: So I mean, ninety-five percent of our money came from online donations. I think only five percent came from call time. Our average donation was like twenty-seven dollars. So yeah, we did we did very, very well. We had almost, I, I think, ten thousand individual donors, or pretty close to that. It's really
3: encouraging to hear, like, a lot more, like, grassroots campaigns, like, coming from, especially coming from our generation, popping up more and more. I wish we could build, like, infrastructure, um, kind of, like, like, what you were talking about, how, like, we should, like, like, right now there's, like, this political industrial complex, right, where, like, everyone's trying to make money off of each other. Like, I wonder if, like, there was a way to build, like, a public kind of, like, stipend for new and upcoming politicians, that, I wonder if that would help kind of like
0: our senators think. would never vote for that. Mark, come on. <laughs> I mean, okay. you got publicly
4: financed elections, which you could do. But what I realized very quickly is that it doesn't really have to do with the money. I mean, Republicans right now in the state of Florida are spending a third of what Democrats spend getting the same marketing effect. It's their infrastructure, it's their software, and it's their data. And it's so superior at this point that Democrats really have no chance in hell of winning most seats because they're completely outclassed. And so as soon as our campaign ended, that's one thing that I basically me and a business partner and a couple of our campaign started to build for progressive candidates was that kind of infrastructure. So we've been working on it for since January and hoping to roll it out by November. We'll see if we meet that timeline. But, you know, that is a goal.
0: What what do you mean by infrastructure? You mean like uh, like technology, like email lists, or like well, like how to get your your name out there? Like what do you mean by that?
4: Cell numbers, email lists, voter analytics, data, texting, email and Republicans are better than Democrats at that. Oh, hell, of, it's wow, not. you even would never close. expect that. No, no, it's not even close. So I mean, it's we we actually went and bought Republican data. For our Republican areas, because the Democratic data was so bad that it was almost 60 percent of the data we were using was incorrect, either with their address, their name, where they lived, everything. So it was just it was it so we wasted so much money using Democratic data. It wasn't even funny. And when we finally used the Republican data, the Democratic Party came in and said, you can't use that anymore. We're cutting you off 10 days before the election, basically stole our data and said we couldn't use it. So they could just stop you from using that. Because of the software that we were using is exclusive to the Democratic Party, they were allowed to basically do whatever they wanted. They breached our contract with us because it wasn't theirs to take in the first place, but it didn't matter.
0: Wow, that's, uh, that's some pretty unfortunate events. But like, let's let's let have a last question about something positive, Adam. <laughs> um, wait, can I can I ask you <laughs> yeah, something real quick? Yeah.
2: Too? This is a this is a serious question, Adam. You're, yeah. you're the candidate that you ran against, K- K- Cap Yeah.
4: Yeah. <clears throat>
2: Would you say I mean, would you say that, uh, you know, because of just because of the you know, like you were saying, the in- infrastructure and the type of people that are that are in Florida and I'm not generalizing here statistically on based on policy.com, 24 percent of Florida owns cats. Do you think that one of the reasons that she won was simply because uh, her name's cat and. Uh, there are a lot of cat owners People in Florida. People were
0: thinking that they were voting for their cat. Yeah. Honestly.
4: Well, this lady made up her entire life story, including growing up on a cattle ranch in Colorado, which never happened. And we did a full-on expose of her entire life, and I, she could say whatever she wanted. She could have. She literally could have been Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever that person's name is. And as crazy, still would have won. Wouldn't have even been close. Just because uh, there's makes- an R next to her name. Just because there's an R next surname and just because of how gerrymandered the district is, there's nothing you can do. It makes
2: sense that uh, some of that would be attributed to cats and cat. Oh, I didn't think about that. I, I appreciate <laughs> well, your response.
0: A lot of people stereotype people from the South or conservatives. It's like they, they just care about their guns and they care about Jesus or whatever. But th- they probably also want health care, too, but they just they just care about their guns more. Like, what do you what do you think about that?
4: People are busy, man. I mean, the average average voter is not you or me who actually pays attention to what's going on. They just don't have time. They're working or they got a family. They got more important things. They think about politics on election day when they roll up in either the church van or they drive themselves in the minivan. They show up, they vote whoever they want to vote. They maybe don't do any research and that's it. And that's probably 40, 50% of the people that vote. And that's hard to overcome, regardless of if you have the money. But that's something you've got to get past. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's more cultural now than it is about information. And if your family grows up voting for a certain kind of person with an R next to their name, you're probably going to vote for a certain kind of person with an R next to their name. It's just what you're going to do.
0: What do you envision for the future? How do you, How do you make this more, like, how do you change this for the good? Like, where people don't have to just align with whatever party lines that they traditionally followed.
4: I mean, there's a lot of things you can do, right? I mean, uh, Mark, you mentioned publicly funding elections, or at least you were in the process of it. Um, You've got that. You can remove the party affiliation from the ballot. I think that would be huge. Right now, specifically in Florida, we passed a $15 minimum wage because there was no R or D next to it on the ballot line because it was non-party affiliated. Like, there's a lot of little things you can do. Uh, You can, you know, have independent commissions to get rid of gerrymander. A lot of these things are actually done through the pieces of legislation that are sitting in Washington right now that the Democrats just refuse to pass. So most of this stuff could be done, should be done. It's a question of, is there the political will to do it? And right now, it just doesn't look like it.
0: And how how do you change the political will? Like, like you got to hire, you got to elect better representatives. But if the system basically has the establishment candidate, keep, you know, consistently winning when this change ever really happened? Can you be optimistic about this That's the question, right?
4: How do you knock out a political establishment and replace it with somebody who's actually efficient? And that's a question that, you know, is as a couple, it's it's your theory of change, right? You got the justice Democrats who think, all right, we're going to knock out as many moderate Democrats as possible to swing it as far as we can so we don't get tripped up by these things. It seems what they're doing to be working, but there's also the side that says, okay, well, you actually have to, you know, take over the party from the inside. I think it's a multi-pronged approach. I think you got to do a lot of different things. And a lot of it comes down to just political strategy, which Democrats have never been historically good at since FDR. So until you have people that actually know what they're doing and they have the funding, it's not going to happen.
2: I I 100 percent agree. And if I can add in there, I'm you know, I'm a firm believer in if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, one of those strategies that I firmly believe in is propaganda. What I say we should do right. is, uh, is we launch a campaign on commercials yeah, all- and, it's, <laughs> and it goes like this. If you got an R next to your name, R, then you're probably a pirate. Don't vote for a pirate. No, does this not... <laughs> Is this not what we want? At?
4: No, okay. I like no. where you were going with it at first when you said it, propaganda, <laughs> because that is literally what political marketing is, is propaganda. And Democrats are bad at propaganda. They may have the best ideas. They just can't sell it.
0: Adam, he just gave you yeah. like an idea that a political consultant would charge $100,000 for. You know what? You know, the one free. I wanted to do,
4: the one I personally yeah. really wanted to do What's was that? I wanted to drive a tank over Monopoly court. <laughs> yeah, And that'd be the commercial. I like that.
0: Adam Christensen, I won't take your guns, but I want to give you health care.
4: But anyway, on that note, let's get into our
0: news stories. As I said at the beginning of the show, what we do is we talk about the most important news stories of the week. And it should come to no surprise that our first news story is TikTok owner ByteDance limits u- younger users to 40 minutes a day in China. Douyin is the TikTok equivalent in China, and Along with the forty-minute a day limit, it won't allow kids to use the app from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mark, you're a kid at heart. You think this is fair? I'm very be, much
3: like yeah, I'm bussing, bussing.
0: You're always uh, uh, dabbing and, and doing kid-related. No, things.
3: dabbing <laughs> died like
0: four <laughs> years
3: ago, Joseph. We it, no, it's it's a different it's a different generation now. Um, you, was was fair to, the band is for children
4: tell us mark what are the kids doing nowadays tell us mark
2: you know, how do we become lit
3: so i've been uh observing the youths from far away with binoculars <laughs> it's it's fine as
0: you do every saturday morning
3: as i do every saturday morning in the great vantage that i have um as long and- as they're the 500
2: <laughs> feet and beyond binoculars yeah
3: exactly that's exactly Youth. what the state uh, court office told me to do um, no, I think, I don't think it's fair. I think 40 minutes is not enough, um, for kids to even have fun in an app. Like, what do you do in 40 minutes? You know, how many videos can you actually watch in 40 minutes?
0: Um, I, I just want to put know. a disclaimer. Mark was joking in, ca- in case Adam's political career is, is at stake. That, no, that joke. Mark was, Mark was joking. Anyway. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave, what do you think the long-term impact of, of kids not, uh, using uh, TikTok in a limited capacity would be? Will, will they be more able to study harder and, and you know uh, get a, a more successful career?
2: Yeah, I think it will uh, actually make kids smart again. And I think that's the main goal that uh, <laughs> we're after here. No, honestly, I mean, no one really needs that much. I mean, look, I use, I use my Instagram, I use my Facebook, I use my TikTok all to just you know i generate some content here and there just to re-engage the people that are like what are you doing uh but other than that you know i don't i don't need to be i don't need to be doing every like dance i don't even know what half of the dances are but i like i see kids at church do them and then i'm like what are you doing like that's not are you like are you milking a cow or are you like are oh, you
0: you don't know the milk dance?
2: I don't know the milk dance. Yeah, uh, I don't know these challenges. There's too many challenges. I think I think the big challenge is 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 to actually interact with people in person. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's can we do that challenge? Can we start the challenge? Uh, the <laughs> the talk to people challenge. <laughs> talk
0: to people challenge. <laughs> do something yeah. positive challenge.
2: Yeah, if you're off of TikTok, then you did the challenge.
0: Adam, uh, you're described as a socialist that likes big government. Do you think this is uh, this is appropriate? I'm sure your opponent probably called you that at one point of the campaign. Oh, she
4: absolutely <laughs> did. And then I said she was a socialist and she didn't like that at all. Bro. Yeah, But uh, do you think uh, the government... Were <laughs> you just,
3: or just, like, or just like, no, you? <laughs> it like, no, I was literally I like, know you're, you are, the one who, I? you're the
4: one that wants to give free money to billionaires and the biggest companies in Florida. You literally hand out government welfare like you're a socialist is there Go a video of
0: this that. debate that you guys had is that is that somewhere
4: yeah we don't talk about it it was terrible audio and it was no, <laughs> <Okay>. nowhere
0: <laughs> she purposely but, sabotaged her own wi-fi for Oh, that. it was horrible she yeah, yeah. I had it on a TikTok.
4: Plane, like in front of me so you couldn't even hear me oh it was horrible <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you I, think... literally, I literally sat up there i counted how many lies she did while she was talking and then she got very upset about that and then the moderators got upset about that and i kept doing it because i didn't care
0: but unfortunately the debate was like watched by like you know, hundred people when her commercials got like a hundred thousand people. Right? Yeah, it wasn't. It was not high quality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you think the government should
4: have c- control or like how often kids can use TikTok? Oh, honestly, social media is hella toxic. Like, if there's anything that I learned from the campaign, it's that social media sucks, and I am an angry, horrible person when I am on it.
0: Wasn't that your main source of advertising? Though? Oh, it absolutely was. <laughs> yeah.
4: It was horrible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is like, the power. like when, when you have uh, when you have Rand or uh, yeah, when you have Rand Paul's people and like the right wing, like the Gateway Pundit and all these blog sites come after you and like leak your phone number and like your address and stuff. It's not fun. And then on top of that, it just I don't I don't really like the things that, you know, it did to me in, in general, but also to most people. And I kind of go back to the uh, you, you, you remember when New York banned. Uh, 64 ounce soft drinks, like you could get two 24 ounces, but you couldn't get a 64 ounce. I kind of feel like this is kind of the same thing for mental health, almost. And I'm actually okay with it. And I actually think the United States should do something similar. But first, they need to break up Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all of the other social medias, and then they can do limits and things like that. But, but I Adam, you know, that begs the gonna...
2: question: How will we ever like anything?
4: I think it's going to become very quickly like the tobacco industry, where you're literally going to have disclaimers popping up on social media very quickly. I think that's the route it's headed. Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's just going to seep in. It's
4: going to be gross, uh, but It is Mark, what it is.
0: Mark do, you, do you have any predictions on what China will, will limit next for children?
3: Um, ooh, should they just limit, like, uh, I, I want to say, limits TV time tv time that'd be
0: yeah i think i think that'd be like fascinating o- too. only do. one hour of uh cat political ads
4: a, a day stop
3: yeah <laughs> that
4: that's all they actually beautiful. that's all they watch in china i'm pretty sure that was in the torture memo i'm pretty sure
0: <laughs> that's what they use for guantanamo bay i think bay to put the
4: torture. <laughs> i'm, I'm think pretty
0: sure be-
3: <laughs> i'm pretty sure it like violated a lot of G- like the geneva convention <laughs> yeah
4: I think I'm they should sure limit limit the Geneva you. Convention was written to prevent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think they need to limit the uh, the amount of phones that they have to build.
0: Well, David, you you hang oh, out. No. Oh, <laughs> <too> <laughs> <back>. oh
2: <laughs> roasted! China just got China just got roasted. I just My got bad. the
0: joke. Yeah. Sorry, I, but David, you you babysit like your your niece and nephew. What what do you think their reaction would be, or like kids that age? if the U S did something similar where they like, you can only use TikTok for 40 minutes and it's time to eat your vegetables after that or whatever the message is. Well,
2: honestly, honestly, like I'm, I'm really proud of my family because ever since, ever since my niece and nephews were, you know, even able to understand what a phone was doing, my, my brothers and their wives would always limit the amount of time, like whatever it was, if it was YouTube, if they were on, you know, uh, you know not i was gonna say facetime not not facetime with family that's like you don't limit you're not really limiting that but if you're on like any if they were on any games you know like dinosaur games or weird you know because because in those games there's always these like like adam was saying there's these weird advertisements that come on like there will like there'll be a like a like a casino advertisement while while my while my four-year-old niece is playing like a building block game and i'm like dude why what is this like is this that why is she like... asked
0: you to take you to take her to vegas that one time
2: <laughs> yeah her first her first words were uh, uh bet it on black <laughs> yeah <laughs> or put it on black uh, yeah, i
4: mean you're right there you're getting into a bigger issue right i yeah, mean uh, the reason that casino advertisement is on a little kid's game is because they're hoping the little kid clicks on it and then keeps clicking until a point where they're spending real money.
2: Absolutely. Like, it's like cigarettes and literally how
4: it's designed. And it is literally like the tobacco industry with nicotine and it costs money.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 ex, it's, it's, ex, it's, 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 is that extortion? I don't know. Is I don't even know if I'm using it's that legal,
4: word or at least legal. it should be, but it's not yet. And the problem is the United States government is 20 years behind everything when it comes to technology. So they never catch up until, you know, 20 years later after it's too late. That's, I mean, consumer finance, uh, you're talking about the app stores. They're now finally going after Facebook to break them up. They're finally going after Apple for its, uh, its store practices, which effectively a cartel uh, eventually got to go after Amazon. Like these are all bigger issue things that we're just seeing the symptoms of.
0: Yeah, also, break up mean by the way, like, does it mean like you have to be a separate company, Instagram, or like, yeah, so, uh, I mean,
4: historically, like, look, I mean, historically, when we've actually done like antitrust, anti monopoly, like, uh, let's take the example of like, uh, what was the Carnegie Steel company, right? They broke into a bunch of separate companies, so they don't share profits anymore, like, they're all separate, yeah. going forward. But like, we'll take the instance of Facebook, you break up Facebook. So you have your social media online, which would be Facebook. That might be one company. Then you might have your digital targeting and marketing. That might be another company. Then you have Instagram. That's a different company. Then you have all the tiny companies they've acquired over time. They would be their separate companies. But
0: like how, how would like Facebook survive without the, the marketing company? Because like, that's where they get all their money,
4: right? Depends. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a question of how far do you go, how much do you want to gut them, how much do you want to separate out the different business ventures. I mean, they have so many streams of revenue that they can make four or five different companies just based off one model. All right.
0: Well, like David, they brought up a good point about a personal responsibility with, with the parents, like his his uh, his his brother and his and his sister in law, like uh, limit the, the internet for their kid. Uh, You you were in favor of uh, the government limiting TikTok, but do you think it should fall more on the the parents, Adam?
4: You know, okay. So for me, I don't like it when the government, um, you know, creates artificial limits on things. I'm not a fan of that. However, I do think that specifically with parenting, you do need parents to be able to step in and do that. But my, what I kind of go back to is, you know, when the government does start putting artificial limits on things. Uh, sometimes it's on what stories you're allowed to read, what thing, like, I mean, you look at China, China is not a great uh, like example of anything when it comes to government censorship or, or, I mean, you have an entire population of people that they have locked in internment camps to brainwash. You have an entire, I mean, you have, uh, you know, Hong Kong and you have other various things like Thailand that they are trying to take over and have been for years. Like it's, it's not a great example setter, but at the same time. There has to be a way that we are able to limit the harms of social media. I don't know what that is yet. And I don't think most people know what that is. But I like the fact that they are actually understanding that it is an issue. They're not ignoring the fact it's an issue. And they're actually taking a step. Whether or not that's the right step, I don't know. But I think it's something we actually need to have these conversations about.
0: Yeah, like we can figure it out. It doesn't necessarily need to be a limit or time limit ban or whatever. But we should be thinking about it. Yeah, I think. I still
2: think there should be like a dislike button, and if you get too many dislikes, <laughs> your time on. your time gets cut. Yeah, you start getting less and less time. <laughs>
4: social credit is. Are- oh, that's that would be horrible. You're like, uh, no, that be, no. That would be the exact inverse of what you want.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> My
1: presence is fading.
4: <laughs>
3: It'll be put on your uh, Chinese social
0: credit, is that? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You got these oh, dislikes,
0: yeah. All right, uh, let's get to the next story. From China to Charlie, Chris Pratt and Charlie Day headline the upcoming Mario Brothers movie voice actor cast. Uh, David, let's let's talk about the most important question here. Will they be doing Italian accents, or is that too offensive these days?
2: It's hard to say if it's offensive or not. No, I'm sorry. Um wasn't going to lead into that story with that accent, uh, but I am... But you did. <laughs> i am part i am part italian though so
3: anyway
0: um so it's okay (laughs) for today's show yeah
2: anyway uh i don't know i mean i i think i think they probably they probably will i mean why why wouldn't you it's it's a it's a classic mario brothers you gotta be you gotta have the italian accents right i mean it's all you know it's all I, i there was never anything in mario brothers that like that offended me. Like, Oh, they're too, they're too Italian. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's never been a sentence that someone uttered. Yeah. Oh, like, like, Oh, look, the overalls
4: offended. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You these, these, these Italians, you know how Italians like to go into uh, tunnels, you know how that's an Italian thing. Like there's never been, they've never perpetuated a strange stereotype. I don't think them doing accents is going to, you know, raise an uproar.
0: Mark, do you think it's, it's funny that, like, uh, the, I would say, like, European accents and, like, stereotypes, still fair game, but if, if you went, you went Asian, you went Latino, like, it, it's not cool, it's not cool, you think it's kind of yeah, ironic? I was,
3: I was talking to my friends about this the other day, I, and we were, like, like we were doing, like, European accents, like, we were making fun of, like, a yeah. French accent, and I was like, wait, guys, is this okay? Like, are we, like, are we actually being really, like, you know, is this racist? Wait, what were you, you
2: were making fun? Okay, that's a different one of the French accent or were you doing a French accent?
3: We were doing a French accent. Okay, all right. There's a point where like it becomes too much.
4: Yeah. When it gets hurtful. start talking about baguettes. Do you remember that movie? uh, I think it was, it was Hancock about uh, Will Smith was a superhero and he throws the little French kid up in the air. In the United States, everybody thought it was hilarious, and he he told a story where they were in France for a showing, and literally everyone was like, "I don't get it." <laughs> I, don't I don't get it either. Like, I don't even know. I'm French definitely
2: kids. gonna look that up uh, because, yeah why why did it have to, Why did it have to be a French kid? Uh, Is that why a French
4: was- stereotype that like they they fly? I think so. I think it was the fact that he threw a little French kid up in the air like two and a half miles that was funny. I don't know, but apparently it was not
0: funny in France. <laughs> I feel like it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny for everyone. But uh, Adam, do you have any uh, suggestions on better actors to play the role of Mario, Luigi, Donkey Kong, etc.? cetera? You
4: know, I just think, I find it hilarious that we finally have a, a real movie that Italians could actually portray these characters <laughs> in. And we go with Chris Pratt. Yeah, Robert De Niro <laughs> wasn't invited or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, well, I mean, you, you, I, you sure. If we want to go the mafia version, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, you gave Chris Pratt the opportunity to go back to his park and rec days with his physique and just how he looks. And I don't know that the world's ready for that yet.
0: I I think he's a voice actor. So, like, but maybe he gets into method acting and actually gains all the weight.
4: That's what I'm saying. He has to gain the weight back. Otherwise, he's not going to sound right.
2: Well, yeah, like the the original Mario Brothers. Well, not the original. I guess the first Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was the original. Wasn't that? Wasn't that? uh oh, that the live one. <laughs> Yeah, the li- the live action one though. Yeah, that was John Leguizamo, and he's he's Italian. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a question for me. Like, why didn't they pick another? Uh... Is he
0: Italian? I thought he was like. I don't know. Yeah, he's
2: he's there. he's like Puerto Rican and yeah, Italian. I, mean. I think his grandfather is Italian and is grandmother puerto rican but uh yeah i don't know I, why they could have picked uh, like chris de stefano or uh I, I don't even know if you guys know who chris I, is i don't yeah
3: okay. isn't he isn't he like <laughs> alleged like doesn't he have like that's
2: cristalia oh. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think cristalia is a good option for a children's movie right now uh <laughs> just my personal opinion
0: mark do you have any opinions on what video games should be made into movies next Let's bring, tetris.
3: Let's, yo i was gonna say tetris um but it's gonna be like a like a tower building movie where it it, it just explodes it's what i don't know never mind i don't
0: let's not talk about it <laughs> adam who <laughs> would you cast as the line in tetris like we said like I a really like, like shack
4: to i'm gonna get in trouble no, for
0: that. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not- i was like Yao Ming or someone tall right but no, okay. We don't have to get into that if you if you think that's gonna be. Offensive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, Adam, what do you think the plot of the Mario Brothers movie will be? Just him saving the princess. Typical Chinese censorship. Chinese censorship. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, to to get his his take on on this story, we actually have one of the voice stars of the upcoming Mario Brothers movie. I'm very excited about this guest. He's 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 uh, he's the star of one of my favorite TV shows. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie Day is here. Charlie, thank you for being on the show.
1: Hey, how's it going, you guys? Oh, hey, Joseph. Uh, Happy happy to be here. Hey, hey, Adam uh, uh, and Mark and David.
0: Yeah, happy to be here. Charlie. Charlie, we're so excited to have you. Oh. What, what have you been doing to prepare for your role as Luigi? Well,
1: there's a, there's a lot of things that I've been uh, w- working on right now that, uh, you know, I've been working on uh, going down some tunnels. I, I I actually dated a princess for a little while. It turned out she wasn't actually a princess. She, she just put that on her Tinder profile. But uh, <laughs> uh, I also uh, I also been doing uh, a lot of shrooms.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's a, a an integral part of the of the Mario
4: universe. And and
1: and, and I, I want to say, legal shrooms. Not I haven't been doing uh, you know
0: illegal ones. I would sure never. I episode. Right, right. The legal sh- legal shrooms. Right, like uh, baby bellas. Are Are you planning to incorporate your role as Luigi in an upcoming Always Sunny episode? I think that'd be a great plot point.
1: Yeah. Right. Right now, we're we're uh, working on uh gang. Uh, Gang goes up the vine and um and uh, gang shoots fireballs uh, where where uh you know I'm 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 the uh one that they're shooting fireballs at um they're telling me right now that uh that they're not going to be real fireballs but I have heard other news uh from from Danny uh that that they are actually real fireballs I, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of open to uh any of it you know I, I what's wrong with really being on fire I don't I don't think I don't think there's nothing wrong with actually being on fire it doesn't. Fires never hurt anyone.
0: Now, Charlie, you're 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 basically known as a, a comedic actor, not a very serious guy. But do you, you plan to change that in your role as Luigi? Are you trying to put some Oscar bait into into this Mario Brothers movie?
1: That's that's a great question. Yeah, for a lot a lot of people, what they don't realize is uh, Luigi is a very very serious uh dude um you know he's a sidekick he he has to you know do right by mario he he's a he's a plumber uh he's that's a that's a big job you know people go to trade school for years and years to become plumbers you know that that's that's a that's a that's a hard job you know that's that's days and days of labor tire tireless hours i I think that's like that's like that's like 400 hours a week i think that you I i don't really know i don't I don't do a lot of math,
0: but, um, <laughs> do, you, do you get into like Luigi's backstory? Is it like really dark? Is is like he, he's going to a divorce or has a rehab issues or stuff like that?
1: Yeah. What, what a lot of people don't know is that, uh, that, that Luigi, um uh, you know, he, he wasn't only doing the mushrooms, you know, he he's, he's been doing other drugs that, uh, that people don't really know about, you know, he's, he has some, uh, he has had a few, uh, run-ins with, uh, with cocaine. I, I don't know how to put this out there, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's not me. It's not me, Charlie Day. It's, it's Luigi.
0: Yeah. There's uh, a really and, crazy scene in the movie where he's partying with Prince, right. And David Bowie.
1: Right. Right. And and we're not condoning it, you know, and, and I, uh, and for the record, I'm, I'm not going to say whether or not I have been actually doing that as part of my uh, method
4: acting. I'm
0: not I mean, going to go on record. <laughs> oh man, this is pretty crazy. Uh, Mark, you have any final so, questions? So you
4: are full defense. For for the full, you know, legalization of psychedelics. Right. Okay, well you and AOC, she's got a bill for that, man. Yeah.
0: Right, you run, right. You should run for Congress, Luigi. I think you do a good job. Ooh,
3: Luigi for Congress.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it would be a great idea. I think uh I think me and you, Adam, we could uh put something together. I, I could walk around in uh in green and oh, I'm uh
4: I'm very excited for the TV commercials.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you can actually be my Mario. Are you but aren't you friends with Chris Pratt or, or aren't you, isn't he going to be offended by that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think, it, <laughs> okay. I think we, I think we might have to just rewrite
1: it. I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of, I,
0: mean, I got I mean, a lot Adam, of pull. Adam could probably act as, as Mario in, in the super Mario brothers movie. It's just voice acting. How hard could it look, be? Man, right?
4: I, I, look, I went to the South for college so I could get a Southern accent. It did not happen. So I don't feel like I could do any other accents. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I've, I, I think I think we might even be able to work uh, work a southern accent into Luigi's role. I don't I don't know I I don't think we have to strictly strictly yeah, he, be. He's inside, a mushroom
0: farmer. I, now, he's a farmer now. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Uh, Mark, do you have any final questions for Luigi before we let him go to his, his tunnel?
3: No, I'm gonna let Luigi go in this tunnel. I think he has a lot of
0: mushrooms to find. All right.
1: right. Um, done Dun done dun! done it. Dun- dun- uh, see you guys.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I see that was Charlie Day. That wasn't Luigi. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get to our next. No, he's, he's, he's method acting. Yeah, he's method acting. Yeah, I forgot like, for a second. He's like, yeah, like always in Yeah, he, he's really good. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like I feel like it was it was nice to hear Charlie Day, but I feel like he's just always in always sunny in Philadelphia character. That's kind of kind of weird. I was hoping to have like a serious conversation with him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> serious conversation really with up. Day. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think he has been doing uh. Too many of those baby Bella mushrooms.
0: Baby Bella. Those anyway, let's cool. get to our next story from access, accents to asymptomatic. Florida makes quarantine optional for students exposed to COVID 19. Kids can come to school if they're asymptomatic, even though they're not vaccinated. Adam, I'm going to go to you for no particular reason. What do you think about this story?
4: I mean, look, you go- don't want to lose any voters here. The governor's <laughs> tried to do everything in his power to be stupid, he's succeeded beyond anyone's wildest expectations like he's tried to ban masks for school he said that if a city wants to pass an ordinance where they have vaccine mandates they're going to charge i think it's a a thousand or ten thousand dollars per city employee that is under that care uh i mean it, it literally every single thing that any school tries to do they get threatened with a lawsuit so now the fact that he's like, all right, well, yeah, we're still in the middle of pandemic and we're just going to let kids do whatever they want. And maybe we're not going to actually, you know, quarantine them after they've been exposed. It's dumb. But, I, I just but does understand. he think he's going to get
0: more voters this way? Like what was
4: his, uh, his uh, rationale? No. For this? Oh, no, no, no. It's not about getting voters at this point. It's, it's, it's literally about, OK, I have the ability to do whatever I want to do. So I'm going to say whatever I want to say. And if people don't like it, they can literally go die.
0: So, so you're just saying like Governor DeSantis is just a dumb dude. Like he, there's like, there's no monetary oh, reason no, he's for smart.
4: He's not playing for the Florida audience. here. He's playing for the national audience of people that he thinks could help him win a presidential primary. Oh, interesting. That's it.
0: So you think this is like positioning him to like in 2024 or something saying like, I'm the cool governor that, that banned masks and like these liberals, right? Well, I mean, he, I mean, if
4: you've seen the presidential polls, he's leading the polls other than Donald Trump. So, I mean he has political options it's clear that he doesn't care about the uh, the health and safety of the people of florida but at the same time he thinks it plays well to a broader audience there's no other explanation that i can find other than he would be you know profiting some way and i can't figure out how he would be profiting from this at this point maybe there are ways and i'm sure they will come out but as of this moment i can't i, I don't understand
0: Mark, how do you think he's profiting? Does he have a stake in hospital occupancy or something?
3: Uh, yeah, just like like what Adam says. I think this guy is just like out there trying to make like maybe he's just you know he wants to act like a tough guy, just like just like DT. Uh, he just wants to prove that he's not afraid that he can like stand up to whatever boogeyman that you know everyone's trying to prove exists. I like that said, um, I
2: like that you said boogeyman because uh, the the pandemic actually has to do with the like the the sinuses. That's uh, that's that's funny that's, to me. He's
3: the booger man. <laughs> yeah.
2: No boogeyman. Okay,
3: sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, yeah, no. He's just I, I don't know. It, Florida is a weird place.
0: It is Florida weird place, Adam. Like, do you think most parents would appreciate him saying, "Hey, you don't have to send your kids to to quarantine if, if, if they have COVID."
4: No, nobody. I mean, like his approval ratings have dropped significantly. So it's very clear that public support for him is not there. But I just I I don't get it. Like, I understand that kids as of this moment, like they have a far lower chance of, of dying of being seriously ill from COVID-19. Uh, that's that's very obvious. And obviously, we're getting closer to having a fully vaccinated population, which allows for herd immunity. But we're not there yet, and until we get there, it doesn't make sense to do this as a preventative measure. It's not a preventative measure.
0: But like, so Uh,
3: is the strategy just to get everyone sick, and then hey, look, now we have herd immunity because everyone has COVID now.
0: The census is a genius. Yeah,
4: that's exactly what he's thinking, right? I mean, I, I I understand like part of the reasoning, but at the same time, it just it does not make sense and also like trying to like so let's take alachio county for instance um alachio county decided to pass a mask mandate for schools and he comes out and says well no you can't do that we're going to make that illegal so then a actual judge says actually they can do that and you don't have a say in it and so then he says oh well any place that does that we are going to go in and we're going to defund their schools And then the federal judge said, well, you can't actually do that. So they said, oh, well, then we're going to take away the salaries of the school board and the superintendent from any places that did this, which they can do. So then the federal government had to come in and say, "Okay, well, we're going to supplement and make sure that, you know, you actually still get paid. So he is trying to find anything and everything he possibly can to assert some amount of authority over local school districts. And this is after he uh, removed a sitting school board member from Alachua County because he claimed that she did not live in the right place. Is this, in your no opinion, court. is this what like Floridans want? Like
0: what percentage of Floridans, want? Like, percentage of Floridans actually want this? In, in it's your... unclear.
4: Unclear that that's not the
0: majority though, right?
4: Oh, no, 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 no. It, it probably 25, 30% if that. But even that is, I, I think, still high. Yeah.
2: Is it true that statistics show that uh, everyone named Karen still wants this? <laughs>
0: Karen from Jacksonville
2: I'm just kidding i don't i don't really believe that my my sister-in-law's mom his name is Karen she's cool'm
0: yeah, she's, sure cool. she's a wonderful thing. <laughs> uh david what, what do you think uh kids how how would you treat the kid that has covid that comes to your classroom you think all the other kids would just ignore him
2: I don't know I, I feel like uh we could just do it like we used to you know throw a blanket over his head and you know, like
3: <laughs> <lice>. <laughs> get, get dog, keep going.
2: That some holes in it so that he can see. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can breathe under the blanket. No, uh, no, obviously, um, I, I, I think, I think, I mean, safety is first, like, you're not trying to come and infect the rest of the, you know, population with with COVID. That's just not, that doesn't seem smart, you know?
4: My thing it's- is, like, if you're sick, you should probably not go to school. No yeah. What illness it is.
2: Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you still going to school? They could even have like uh, they could even still have like virtual teachers available to kids that are sick so that if they have to be out, you know, for more than two weeks, they're not missing. You know, they're not becoming uneducated or anything like like I feel like there's ways around, you know, th- th- other than just being like, no, I'm like my, my kid's going to be there, whatever. I don't care what you guys think, you know, like that doesn't. That's just not, that's not considerate of anyone.
3: Yeah. Like, do people send like their kids when they have chicken pox? Like, no. Like, why are we doing it now?
0: Like, what, what kind of parents do you think would actually send their kid to school if they have COVID? You think it's like, a, is it a busy parent or a
4: parent just that doesn't care? Parents that don't have the ability or access or the ability to pay for child care. Childcare. And the that's fact that childcare child care is mm. extremely expensive, it makes it far more likely that a parent will do it simply because they have no other option. It's, it, to me, a lot of this stuff doesn't come down to whether or not they're being considerate. It doesn't come down to whether or not someone's dumb or uneducated. It comes down to whether or not they physically or you know financially have the ability to fulfill certain requirements. Um, and the city of Gainesville, like I said, is going through this right now because the actual city decided they were gonna pass a vaccine mandate for all their city employees but they had zero plan to do so, and they had no ability, like they didn't think through anything or create a plan to do it. They just said, you have to be vaccinated or else you're fired. There was no time delay, like there was nothing. And so basically that got struck down as you can't do that. But you're putting people in the same situation where you say, okay, well, we're not going to pay for childcare. Okay, well, we're not going to help parents, you know, if their kids are sick, we're not going to take care of all of these things, like making sure that, you know, internet is, is available to everyone but we're still going to require you to, you know, work, make rent and take care of a sick kid or not allow them to go to school. So I understand the situation that parents are being put in at the same time, it is a pandemic. So there have to be measures that are taken to make sure it doesn't spread farther.
0: Yeah. Have have you you talked to like parents in this situation? Like it's, I think people criticize them on internet, Twitter or whatever. Like these, these parents are so selfish. They are not, they don't care about anybody, but like, we don't really think about like what
4: led them to, to this decision. Right. No. And I mean, even without a pandemic, we still have parents that do this, right? Like kids are sick or they're not able to stay home and they still send them to school, whether or not there's a pandemic, like this is not new behavior. A lot of things we've seen in the pandemic are not new reactions or new behavior to things that happen. It's just, it's become more hypersensitized because we're now seeing or paying more attention. And the fact that, we're now seeing the symptoms of what was already there in much more clear light is not a good indictment of the actual system itself. And I think it should, like the pandemic should have forced us to go to a universal healthcare system, right? It should have forced us to get childcare. It should have forced us to pay people better. And what happened? The richest people in the world got more money, they got richer and the poorest people, well, you're you're an essential worker, praise you, but we're not going to treat you like that in any other way than just verbally. And I think that is really been the worst part of this entire thing. Is we had something that should have actually created a sea change, and the same bad actors that have been taking advantage of the entire system for years are again taking care of this as a disaster capitalism kind of thing and profiting off of it.
0: I just want to point out that Amazon is our sponsor, so rich people are great. Um keep getting richer guys but uh i think i think so like billionaires policy failure (laughs) so like parents that send their kids we're we're
2: required every show to say uh bezos is the man so uh
0: bezos is the man but but like the uh the decision (laughs) to like send your kid to school with covid probably like one percent chance is a political reason 99 percent chance it's a i don't have any
4: child care Would would you agree with that adam I would, I would say that you know, it might not. Be, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's but it's, it's way more. It's they have yeah. no other option.
2: Adam, how do you feel about, um, you know, just kind of, if if we were to make resources available to parents that wanted to send their kids to school with COVID, what if we just created a COVID school where all of the kids with COVID just go, they all go hang out with each other.
4: Just send them an island. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah like, kind of like I mean I I don't
4: tested positive for like a, for the tested positive sent there for like two weeks.
2: Yeah, I'm not condoning segregation or anything, but
4: <laughs> that's what it would get played as. But that's
2: exactly how it would get played. I feel like, but I mean, is this something that's feasible? I'm not a well, politician. Like from a, I'm uh, not- from
4: a scientific perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I mean you may have to deal with i mean there's a possibility of having variants but it would be very tiny for that small amount of time um at the same time you know if they're already if they already have it it's they can't get it again um you know the safer option obviously is just being able to do it online but i mean it is it is one of those things i mean well let's even go back to the bible right they sent the lepers all out of the camp together they couldn't get leprosy again so that's what they did so it's not like it's a brand new idea but i think that you know from a political standpoint and also just from a feasibility standpoint and how it would look not a great idea
0: david just say it's part of the bible
4: like adam just gave you the, the yeah, perfect green light uh,
0: that's good yeah it's part of the bible
2: so let's bring bring segregation back part let's of the bring bible leprosy
0: back. god god <laughs> said to put the lepers in this corner let leprosy <laughs> great again okay. I would love to see the, the mascot of, of that school, though. That'd be a pretty, yeah. Let's let's create <laughs> a the uh,
2: let's create the quarantines and cor- non quarantine teenagers.
0: The Florida Elementary uh, Quarantinos, the, the mascot. <laughs> anyway, let's get to our next story from COVID to crypto. A crypto trading hamster performs better than Warren Buffett and the S and P 500. So this hamster spins on a wheel and randomly selects a cryptocurrency to buy or sell uh mark you love hamsters do you think this is a great use of hamsters
3: at first i thought the story was a hamster that was a crypto coin
0: Uh, that would make more sense than like what's going on in this story i don't know what actually happened
3: hamster coin coin, get on it it's gonna (laughs) go up um this is this is such a strange um well the thing with um stock trading is that like no one actually knows like what they're doing like a lot of like what is it like? It's better to use like the S and P five hundred than to like talk like ask any like like analyst out there because like they're just gonna perform like randomly. Like there's no like I don't think there's like a sweet spot anywhere. If if someone's figured it out, they're they should have been like incredible. They're not rich.
4: telling anybody who they figured. It they're out. They're not telling anybody. Yeah. Oh, they 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 figured it out and they've already been telling people. It's oh. High frequency trading and for years oh. they were making billions of dollars with zero risk
3: right but that's like that's like when you're like actually gaming the system i don't know if this hamster- No, they're
4: not gaming the system
3: oh is it just like the system
4: they're makes- buying it they're bu- you put in a stock price they buy it then they sell it to somebody else for maybe half a penny more faster than you snapped your finger because they knew the stock price that you wanted stock price that he wanted we're able to be faster than both buy one with zero risk sell it to the next person within a fraction of a second, make a penny, do it billions of times make billions of dollars.
3: Is that what this hamster is doing? Yes <laughs> yeah I don't
0: basically. think the
4: hamster is that smart but uh, it's I think close. it's a reenactment
2: <laughs> it's basically a reenactment of what's happening in the uh, stock market
0: are all high frequency traders just hamsters is that like why they're so quick
3: are we are we gonna get uh like a wolf of wall street but like with hamsters movie at some point (laughs) that is what their
2: nicknames are um the the
0: the wolf of wall street
2: yeah the wolf of wall street they were also uh you know he he kind of coined that nickname for himself the wolf but he was also considering the hamster of wall street but just didn't have yeah the same ring to it, you know.
0: The, the hamsters of Robin Hood was, was yeah. the, the remake that, that really failed and went straight to DVD. Yeah. But uh, what does what this say about cryptocurrency, Adam? What do you think?
4: Ban it. Get rid Man of it. Me. I mean, it's going to happen anyway. China's going to do it first, then the United States is going to follow anyway. It's just a completely volatile commodity that has really no purpose, and it's a pyramid scheme, effectively. I mean, there is no quantifiable value of it, and there is nothing that you can actually do with it that the United States government can't come in and say, okay, this is now regulated as currency, or we're going to put regulations on it because of how volatile it is. They've done it with other things in the past. They're going to do it again. Mark, do you have any
0: cryptocurrency? Are you saddened by that news?
3: Oh, no. I sold all mine when I realized that it was uh... a <laughs> <laughs> No, for for a while, like, I mean, like, when you get started, like, when you're at the beginning of it, like, yeah, of course, you're going to buy into it, because there was a larger chance to get rich off of it. But like, when you realize that, like, it's already left, like, six years ago, seven years ago was the best time to get into it. And everyone who gets into it now is just asking for that bubble to pop and
4: lose all of your money. Um, Well, the other part, the other part is, because you can game the system. You have people like Elon Musk that will artificially inflate, inflate things like Dogecoin. They make a lot of money off of it. Technically, that's securities fraud. But because it's not regulated by the government, it doesn't get the same effect. Eventually, very shortly, it's going to. And anytime that they do that, almost as you know, inside trade. Like He tried to do that when he said, I'm going to take Tesla private and I have funding secured. He got one of the largest fines ever because he did that. Well, he did the exact same thing with Dogecoin. No, fine. No issue because it's not a regulated currency. And as soon as it becomes one, you're going to have the same issues.
3: Because it's like treated as like a joke. It's not like a threat until like millions of people
4: are in it now. And like billions of dollars. As soon as the United States government realizes it cannot make money off of it. This this conversation
0: got way more serious than I thought a, when we were talking a, about hamsters. My, yeah, that
2: secures <laughs> my theory that Elon Musk is a robot because he's just doing the same thing in a different setting.
0: <laughs> the hamster. He's he's a hamster. He is the hamster, he's yeah. Running on the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a metaphor. Uh David, you want the last word on the story? Funnier way to trade stocks than than for the hamster?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this just you know, this just kind of reminds me, uh it's kind of weird actually. this, this is almost like uh, you know, how like how like old folks play bingo, you know, it's like, you're just like churning, churning, churning out a number, you know, I feel like, I feel like we could just, it's almost, it's just becoming a joke. Now you, you could just, you could almost do this with like a a guy at the bar and you're like, Hey Bill, should we buy or sell it? And he's like, what is it? you're like, Dogecoin. He's like, what's that? Crypto sell it. Like it just, it can,
4: the other issue is that nobody talks about, is the fact that you have miners, Bitcoin miners, and other cryptocurrency miners. And the amount of electricity that they actually use to do that sucks up small municipalities' electricity grids. And what what it can do is it can basically take so much that that municipality or city has to go onto the open market to buy electricity. And that can cost taxpayers hundreds of thousands of dollars if they do that. And now what that does, that is literally stealing from taxpayers in order as an externality to fund a small business with an unregulated currency. Adam, are you saying that crypto is just a giant scam by the electric companies? No, it's a giant scam in that by them doing the Bitcoin mining, they are stealing electricity from normal taxpayers and taxpayers are then footing the bill for that, sometimes to the tune of millions of dollars over what they should be paying, which causes utility rates to go up, which causes major backups. It can cause entire electrical grids to shut down because effectively all the energy is gone. And you're doing this with zero regulation. And so that is probably the thing that's going to take down cryptocurrencies faster than the fact that it's unregulated, is the fact that people are literally stealing from small cities and taxpayers in order to fund this almost addiction and steel energy. And if you do that in Texas, because it's a private energy grid, you can literally be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars per a small area.
2: So, Adam, what you're saying is this is a crypto trading scamster wheel.
4: Have you watched Billions? <laughs> they get into this thing. And <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Billions. So it's
2: it's actually inherently, yeah, affecting. Oh, yeah, it's affecting fraudulent. yeah, it's that's nuts, actually. I was just, I was just honestly about to say like, genuinely you are, I think you're the, obviously the uh, most intelligent person to grace this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to grace our podcast. I mean, think this is as like. As much a- as we're making <laughs> stupid
2: ass jokes.
0: The most serious show we've, we've had. In I'm actually year. learning a lot
2: every time you, uh, you, you provide at real commentary. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's good. Nice.
0: Perfect. I like the pun you did there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But on that note, I think it's time to end the show. But before we close out, Adam, do you have anything to promote? Oh really.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I think of something, I'll let you know. Like I said, we're working on some stuff uh, specifically for progressive candidates that would allow them to actually compete, um, which, you know, if that if that works and we're able to build that infrastructure, it'd be game-changing. So that's my goal is to be able to jump on the hamster wheel and keep spinning. There we go. We bring it all Come back. Uh, David, you got anything?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, if you're in the LA area, I'm going to be doing a live comedy show. I'm going to be performing at the Pasadena comedy uh, that's going to be October 16th. Uh, It's at 8 PM. So you can buy your tickets online at the Pasadena comedy. Uh, Also, I mean, this is just a hot mic that's out right now. The Hollywood comedy. It's also run by the same owners. It's great. Um, And then I'm also doing another show on uh, November 5th at the Ventura beach club. Anyone that's in Ventura County or just wants to check out a great show. uh, We're going to be turning up there with, uh, we're still securing our headliner, but he's—I'm pretty sure it's—it's it's gonna be—it's uh, uh, a—it's a guy. Is anyone familiar with? Uh, it's a guy called. He does like these YouTube channel. Like it's called Sub Subway. It's like a. He's like a Mexican, like Mexican American comedian, but he's like subway maybe not okay never mind but it's gonna be deep yeah, reference yeah 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 yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a great show so uh otherwise you can check out my uh my instagram uh i am david af
0: i am david af that's a pretty good handle yeah
2: i changed i changed that's i'm securing because no one can ever spell my last name okay so that's, that's a good strategy I've, I've given up i've given it up
0: mark you got anything <laughs> besides the upcoming mario brothers movie
3: uh, I'm promoting my new cologne scent. Uh, <laughs> pumpkin Spice Odor. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, we're we're going to have uh, we're going to have some just basic people uh, using their celebrity status to to promote it. We got Taylor Swift, definitely like she likes her pumpkin spice. Um, and Doja Cat. I
0: thought you were going to say Pumpkin Spice Adobo cuz you're Filipino, but <laughs> Ooh. But, i don't uh, know if i
3: would try that that sounds uh, disgusting
0: not even during the fall season
3: um maybe
0: i'll put it in a pumpkin all
3: right nice from a pumpkin
2: oh yeah also uh also I, I did want to promote this real quick before we end the show if if uh if you guys know anyone that uh that that produces music i don't i don't know if this is still in the talks joseph yeah, that's great. did you guys did you guys want to talk about this
0: yeah, sure.
2: You can. You can put it. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah, we're uh, we're working on a new theme song right now. So uh, we'd love to to hear your feedback. If you want to submit something uh, uh, they you can send it. Uh, you can message us at the dynamic panel pod. That's our Instagram. That's still a work in progress. We're going to put all the um, all. The I didn't even know here. we had an um, Instagram. But... I know I made us an Instagram. <laughs> <word>. <laughs> uh, dynamic panel identifies as they them, they and she. Um, yeah. But anyway, please send in uh, anything that that you think we could uh, we could use for our theme, our theme music or any ideas. We're open to them. So yeah, uh,
0: sure. like other congressmen um, that we could. Uh, yeah. Really and, and
2: Adam, if you if you want to get on, get on the track, you're more than welcome to. If you could, you know, what do you want me if, saying, hamster wheel. Yeah. If you if you freestyle, uh, if you do hip hop, sing rock and roll, reggae, whatever it is, you know, you're welcome to jump on.
4: See, I got country music for you, but let's do it. I don't
0: like (laughs) country. Panel country music. Yeah, Yeah. I like
4: that. Yeah, we'll we'll dive into a new demographic there. I'll throw on the fake southern accent. (laughs) 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 All right,
0: Uh, for Mark, Adam, and David, my name is Joseph, and thank you for listening to Dynamic Panel. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it is. Everything we do, we do big. You've been my show, when you hear it, you know everything.
4: We tell it all, from the top to where the list
1: is
0: running. DramiPanel, 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 for listening to DramiPanel.